Friends, the Winnipeg Jets are trying to scramble to find a lineup that is suitable and NHL caliber. And quite honestly, Bonus is having a tougher time with this task that involves maybe rearranging the deck chairs for a team that certainly lacks depth in the uh, midst of an injury crisis. We'll take a look at how the Jets line up against the Vancouver Canucks and some suggestions I had for potential line combos, especially as the Jets get into the start of 2023. All of this coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Now, like I said at the top of this episode, uh, obviously the Jets are facing the Vancouver Canucks later this evening. It'll be an 8 p.m. Eastern start time, 7 p.m. Central. So make sure that you are uh, home and ready for this Jets game, which is going to be a tough one for Winnipeg. Obviously, after that last game against the Minnesota Wild, the Jets are are, are kind of searching for answers, right? Uh, not because the effort against Minnesota was poor. Quite the opposite. I thought the Jets were spirited. I thought that they had a lot of pushback. Um, this was a game with quite a bit of bite and snarl. But the problem for the Jets is that at the end of the day, you know, if Hellebuck has even a slightly off night, this team is going to struggle to win because there's no one to really score goals past the first line. Uh, and I, I think we saw that despite having a great night, you know, that first line of, of Shifley, Dubois, and Connor was only able to come out with one goal. Um, and, you know, part of that was because Gustafson made some fantastic saves. There was some poor puck luck. But the other situation is that, you know, combining all of that offense onto one line means that the other three lines you're not really expecting much from them. And while they did create like a decent amount of chaos in the slot and had Gustafson tested on some pretty decent opportunities, in the end, it just wasn't enough to really punch it home. And if that top line isn't scoring, you know, your bottom three lines probably aren't going to be compensating much. Uh, per Ken Weeb, we have some updated lines from Jets practice earlier yesterday. Um, and I've had some thoughts about, you know, how I would arrange this. But here's what the Jets want to go with. They've got Connor Dubois and Gagne on the first line, Lowry, Shifley, and Kuhlman on the second, Baron, Stenland, Janssen, Fialbi for your third, and then Isamont, Gustafson, and Harkins for your fourth. Uh, rotating on the fifth pair, or the, the third D pairing, is um, Dylan and Heinola slash Capobianco. I think Heinola will probably draw back into this game. Uh, Capobianco was fine enough, I guess, in the last game. Didn't really do much. Um... The second pairing being Sandberg-Pionk, I, I definitely don't care for all that much, but at this point, 
you're trying to minimize the amount of damage uh, that Pionk is doing to his pairings. And so, you know, it, it's kind of one of those neither here nor there situations. Now, given all of that, I, I kind of thought about how the Jets might be able to maximize uh, this current roster situation, right? Let's assume external or internal help isn't coming anytime soon. There aren't really any players the Jets can call up from the Moose right now. And even if there were, mostly prospects, I, I just don't think that this is the sort of sustained, consistent performance that Winnipeg is probably looking for um, for reinforcements, right? You need guys who have proven NHL experience or uh, some level of high offensive ability, which, you know, guys like Lambert and Lucius might, but both are pretty raw. They're at the World Juniors. Uh, both of them have actually had a couple of nice early goals. But aside from that, you know, it's hard to imagine them translating that to NHL success as it is in their current state. So based on all of that, I came up with four lines that I thought might be better suited to trying to create some matchup issues for opponents. I thought a, a, a combo of Connor Dubois and Janssen Fialbi would be fine enough for the first line. AJF hasn't really shown a ton uh, in terms of being like a Zvechnikov replacement, but in terms of forechecking ability and speed, he's got that. So I, I think he can do a job there. Not a fantastic one, but enough to um, keep Connor and Dubois engaged. The second line, I think, is going to be your ground and pound and creative line with Lowry, Shifley, and Gagne. You're not really looking at a lot of speed necessarily, but you've got Lowry, who's great on the forecheck. He's had some success with Shifley before, and Gagne seemingly knows where to be to get into, da into dangerous scoring areas. So I think that trio may be less reliant on high-end transition speed. I think inside offensive zone possession time could do some serious damage. It's it's not like an elite second line, but I think it would be enough to try and get you through and at least take some of the burden off that top line. Then you've got Baron, Gustafson, and Kuhlman together. I think that this would be an elite four-checking line. I, I think that these guys would really go to town in the corners. Uh, Gustafson could definitely use a little bit of a break. Um, some of his matchups he's been getting mauled in because, you know, the wing support hasn't really been there. He's been cast as a wing himself, and he's not really designed for the wide plays. So I'd like to see him go back to center. And I think in a, a third-line role with Barron and Kuhlman, he could potentially be a, a serviceable depth player here to help relieve the stress off the top six. The final line is Isamont, uh, Stenland, and Harkins. Uh, Stenland has been pretty good recently. I think he's been a fine fourth liner, um, certainly punching above his weight right now, but he's been, you know, very effective. Isamont and Harkins can probably do enough to support him in, you know, the interim and hopefully give him some uh, extra forechecking ability. You're not really expecting these bottom two lines to score, but I think at the very least, just wear down your opponent and hope that the top six can try and carry you through. I'd be curious to know what you think of those lines, though, or if you have any suggestions, drop them in the comments below. I'd love to hear your lineup suggestions. Uh, obviously, uh, given the options the Jets have, it's not going to be pretty, but maybe you have some creative thoughts on how to try and squeeze something out of this team. In just a little bit, we'll take a look at the Vancouver Canucks and see how they're shaping up this year and uh, some updates from them recently as you know, despite the early, you know, ugly start with that team, they are scoring piles of goals and I think present a pretty difficult challenge for the Jets. And we'll talk about how Winnipeg can try and neutralize at least some of that in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. 
BetOnline is your number one source for all of the sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you need, whether you're looking for amateur or professional sports leagues. They've got everything from pro football to uh, college football, bowl season. Uh, They've also got great basketball action for both the NBA and NCAA and men's and women's basketball as well. And if you're looking for uh, a post-World Cup hangover cure, they've also got a return to domestic leagues for all international football leagues. Uh, I've personally seen some Bundesliga stuff, which is great for me because I follow, you know, Borussia Dortmund pretty closely. But maybe you want to take a step back from sports. They've also got great uh, Vegas casino games because I know your life doesn't always revolve around sports 100% of the time. But if it does, they've also got wonderful sports podcasts and news articles for you to sink your teeth into so you'll always be plugged into your favorite sports no matter the time of the day. If you're ready to get started, register right now for a free account at betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hey friends and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We were just talking about how the Jets lineups are currently arranged and some thoughts I had about how Winnipeg might make some further extra tweaks. Obviously not really a uh, an ideal situation for Winnipeg, but it is what it is. And I think Bonus is going to do as much as he possibly can to try and keep things afloat. Now, I did want to dive into the Canucks and see how they're doing recently. Interesting team this year. Uh, a lot of chaos around the front office and certainly with that team and the morale. But recently, they're scoring a lot of goals. So there might be some more storylines underneath the, sur- the surface there. Before we go any further, though, I did want to recommend that you make your second listen of the day, Locked on Sports Today. It features the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. It gives you instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. You can check out Locked On Sports today on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube, same as where the Jets are available. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And again, thank you for your support, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Now, taking a look at Vancouver, it's been uh, a curious season for this team. Um, They are towards the bottom of the Pacific. You know, this is, uh, pun intended, a, a team that is unfortunately sunk through the roster uh, roster standings or uh, NHL standings and into the bottom um, of their division. Not a team that I think is is quite as bad as you might imagine them to be. You know, for being sixth in the Pacific, this team has one of the NHL's most prolific offenses as of late. You look at the number of teams that are outscoring them, and it's like um, Vegas, um, Edmonton, interestingly enough, but then like Dallas, uh, you know, Boston, some of those teams, right? But Vancouver has scored 120 goals. So what's the problem? What's the big deal with this team? Well, it's when you look into the goals against column. They've conceded 131 in comparison to their 120 goals for. And when you look at the numbers for their goaltending duo this year, um, Spencer Martin and Thatcher Demko have kind of been overmatched. Uh, both are rocking um, very nearly uh, 4.0 goal, goals against averages. Uh, both are sub-900 save percentages. The save percentage, I think, is the more relevant thing, uh, and I don't know if any of them are really doing well on you know any sort of low, medium, or high-danger chances. I think because Vancouver's defense is as poor as it is, and you know Demko is not really handling the pressure well, and Martin hasn't really been able to step up either, You've got a pretty nasty mixture of poor defending and poor goaltending really holding this Canucks team back. What's really funny is in previous years, it's been the depth players uh, in the forward roster that have also really contributed to Vancouver's demise. But 
this year it's been less of an issue. If anything, Vancouver is really powering by opponents and, and scoring a boatload of goals. Uh, their past five or six games, you're seeing um, a 6-2 win over the Sharks, a 5-2 win over the Oilers, a 6-5 win over the Kraken, uh, then you know a 5-1 loss to the Blues, uh, a 5-1 loss to the Jets, but a 4-3 victory over Calgary. And you know from then on, they've kind of been alternating wins and losses. And it's really funny because they're either conceding you know five goals and maybe scoring one, or they're like in a seven to six thriller and you know needing an overtime win on back to back evenings. So this Canucks team, it's hard to get a read on them, right? I think they're probably averaging over three goals a game, but because they've conceded so much, it hasn't really had the sort of impact that I think they're looking for. That said, for the Jets, there's a number of players that they're going to have to be aware of, especially on the power play, which is going to be a problem for Winnipeg's PK unit, uh, partly because Ilyas Petrosian, Bo Horvat, Andre Kuzmenko, these guys are lighting it up. Uh, Quinn Hughes ha- hasn't quite had the defensive season that I think he was hoping for, but in terms of still being a really gifted skater with great distribution ability, he's definitely doing that, especially on the power play. But that that front group of of Petrshon, Horvat, and Kuzmenko have really been causing tons of chaos. And even though JT Miller has kind of been much maligned by the fan base, he's still one of the team's top scorers. Even if um, you know the the rest of his performance on the ice hasn't been great. Into the secondary scoring, you're seeing uh, Ilya Mikhaev doing pretty well. He's got 22 points in 31 games. Brock Besser has surprisingly notched 20 points in 26 games, despite the fan base kind of calling for his head. Connor Garland having a respectable half point or so per, per game clip. But, you know, y- you look at the defense and what's going on with them, and you start to realize, yeah, you know, Luke Shen takes tons of penalties. Tyler Myers, you know, has struggled with defensive marking and stuff. We we're used to that, having watched him for many years on the Jets. And so this team, I, I think Winnipeg has an opportunity to, to to like cause chaos and get to their goalies early, but the Jets have to be careful, uh, especially on counters and stuff. The Jets have been pretty weak off the rush in defending that. Pionk's pairings have really struggled with that too. Um, and if Pionk's pairings are going to be used heavily, that means the Jets are going to be vulnerable on a number of chances, especially on the PK. So Winnipeg really needs to smarten up. You know, you, you really have no margin for error now in, unless the Jets make some major acquisitions. But I think the reality is if Riddick and Hellebuck aren't bailing this team out on a, a nightly basis, it's going to be really hard. Uh, I, I think the Jets are going to do as best they can to try and mitigate the lack of, of talent and scoring depth. But the reality is the Jets are, are kind of running on fumes right now, and it's starting to show in their recent turn in uh, wins and losses. So Let's hope for a nice rebound win. I think the boys could use it after a disappointing last three games, first three-game losing streak of the season, and certainly the six of, of nine being dropped recently, I'm sure weighs a little bit heavily on the team, but it's not for a lack of effort. I mean, the guys are really fighting for the badge. I, I think that they've given us 110% of what they have. It's just that you know the goals are going to be a little bit hard to come by uh, over the next few weeks. So I think the last question I wanted to talk about today is, is is realistically how long can the Jets go with their current state, right, and remain in a playoff spot? 
you know, as things are tightening up, the Jets are going to find themselves in a really difficult race with teams like Minnesota, maybe even Nashville and St. Louis at some point. So I want to kind of project ahead and see how long the Jets might be able to escape because the trade deadline for the Jets is, you know, March 3rd. And that is a heck of a long time to wait for major reinforcements. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, uh, I did have a really important message to share from the NHTSA about drunk uh, driving and under the influence driving, uh, whether it's alcohol or drugs. It's a really important thing, especially during these holidays and the upcoming New Year celebration. You're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to a close, you're thinking about heading home, right? And you know what? You're you're living not too far uh, from where you're at, maybe just around the corner. And instead of calling a ride, you're like, nah, I can make it. I can drive home. What are the odds that you're going to get pulled over, right? Who's really going to care? And even if you do get pulled over, what's the worst that could happen? Points on your license. Insurance premium goes up. Maybe you lose your license. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe things start to take a bit of a serious turn. Maybe you total your car. Maybe you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk, and yet so many people ignore it and still do it anyways, and they often face tragic and deadly consequences. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. They're looking to save lives, and you can help them too. If you think you're okay to drive after a few, thing, uh, after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride home. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hey friends, welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Uh, of course, we are just kind of wrapping up real quick with some thoughts on how long the Jets can realistically stay afloat with how things are going. Winnipeg is in a very tight spot right now because... You know, the, the Central Division is starting to really tighten up at the top four or five spots. And that means that teams behind the Winnipeg Jets with games in hand are rapidly catching up. So the Jets are, are expecting Ehlers, uh, Menelainen, Wheeler, Perfetti, a lot of these guys somewhere in the two to three week return range, I would say. Ehlers has only just started resuming skating recently. So I think he's probably on the longer term. Wheeler is what? probably halfway through his uh, his recovery process for his surgery. So that leaves the Jets with like two to three weeks of, of games where they're going to have to try and scrap for every single point. And given the fact that, you know, over the next couple of weeks, Winnipeg's going to be facing the Lightning, the Oilers, Vancouver a couple of times, the Penguins, um, Toronto. I, I mean, look, this this schedule is, is pretty difficult over the next few weeks of January. So I have to be honest. I think there's a real good chance by the end of January, the Jets might be in uh, third or fourth place in the Central because Minnesota is one point back uh, of, of Winnipeg with the game in hand. The Avs are two uh, or are three points back, but they've got two games in hand. St. Louis is trailing more more in the eight point range, but you know it's tough, right? I think the Jets have kind of created a nice cushion for themselves 21 wins is nothing to sniff at you know it's it's tied with uh with the stars in terms of wins less so on the losses and overtime uh results but certainly for the jets i i think they, they've done a really good job of giving themselves some wiggle room for a crisis like this it's now kind of up to the front office to really get active and try and find some solutions i know that 
you know, there's been some debate over how easy it is for the Jets to make trades, how, you know, likely it is for them to make acquisitions. But that's ultimately why, you know, the front office is getting paid. You know, if the Jets can't deliver on the potential that this team has, then the front office really needs to reevaluate the priorities and figure out what direction they want to take this team. I think that there's plenty of chances for this Jets squad to make some improvements. I think that there are uh, some legitimate trade options. I think Winnipeg has done some things in the past that show us, you know, despite a history of general passiveness, this might be a time where Winnipeg gets active. I mean, they brought in Schmidt and Dillon. They made a couple of big trade splashes, usually when they were forced to. But still, you know, when when Chevy's back is against the wall, like it probably is here with this team, that's usually when something very interesting happens. So keep an eye on the Jets. Keep an eye on the rumor mill. I, I think a lot of teams are going to be scouting Winnipeg, trying to figure out which players are legitimate options for, you know, swapping for maybe one of their rentals or something. But hopefully the Jets can maybe acquire a, a younger or, or prime age player that they can lock up for a good long while and make a more permanent part of the score. But let me know who you're trading, uh, you know, you know, for uh, on your fantasy teams or in your, I guess, idealized version of the upcoming Jets. Let me know which players you would like Winnipeg to acquire and maybe even lock up. And, you know, as we near some some trade deadline stuff over the next few weeks, we'll keep an eye on it and hopefully have fun updates to share. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Make your second listen Locked On Sports today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports today is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube, so drop them a like, follow, and subscription right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!